City, City Limits. Limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City Limits. Well, there we go. Tyrant Smith. And I've just ridden over it. I ran into, I'm, the noise is me getting my file out of my bag, <laughs> by the way, in case you're wondering what because we didn't, noise is. Because we didn't start right on time today, <laughs> I played a song and I would like to announce what it was. Yes, it was right. a, a break from tradition. <laughs> yes, um, yes. That was Yo-Yo by Two Steps on the Water, if anyone was listening at nine ah. and wondering what they were listening to. That was probably, that was probably a tribute to Bill Shorten's policy <laughs> on the Dardy. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That was very good. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Look, um, poor old Bill. He's got he's got so many constituencies. <laughs> it's a wonder he isn't. <laughs> well, as I pointed out a couple of weeks ago, jerking you know, around um, even more than he is. Bill, when did you start questioning a policy on a Dani? He said it was the moment David resigned. Um. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's uh, that's our Bill. Yeah. Well, that was that was Yo-Yo, um, and um, of course. Um, this week on Thursday we have International Women's Day, yay! And again on the week that was this week, I, um, you know, we, it was no race really. We gave the Feminist Solidarity of the Week award, and who else? Who else? Michaelia, good old Michaelia. Um, she took she it knows away. How to, she really knows how to worry about the sisterhood, doesn't she? Yeah, she apparently, but. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Malcolm said she'd been bullied, so that was yeah, obviously if you're was bullied, funny, you have to turn on other women, don't you? And um, and rather liberal bloke said, in fact, it was a Labor plot. And I thought that's amazing. They must have a ventriloquist who put the words in her mouth or something. Um, I think whatever. I've missed something. Yes. I, sh- I should read the paper. No, I don't no, know why don't. they gave me this job. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recommend it. Perhaps you shouldn't. Pass, uh, pass me something. There's the most fabulous um, photo of her in ravening beast mode in Parliament, you know, with the mouth wide open. Yeah, the, the photos were wonderful, weren't they? I mean, yeah. they, they seemed to pick the, the right photos for even the press that normally would support her. And she's got such, she's got such artificial hair and then out of this, <laughs> out of this prim, you know, prim-looking... Under, under this prim-looking hairdo came this, ah! <laughs> yes, of course she was, I mean, she was Minister for, as we know, Industrial Relations, and her background was a partner at Freehills, which is yeah. the biggest anti-worker company in a law firm, which yeah. was consulted by Howard as to draw up work choices on employing tea, as you can tell. You've got a cup somewhere, yes. And, um, and uh, so... Uh, you're going to get a mixture here, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And because uh, <laughs> why I said that, there, there's already a tea bag in um, in uh, Meg who's doing Meg's the panel. Yep. Yep. Um, we haven't said who we are. Over you're John McPherson and you're Meg and I'm Kevin and here we are and it's City Limits <laughs> uh, and it's Transport Day. That's why John's in. It's the first Wednesday of the month and uh, it's the seventh again. John is the same as last month because we had a 28 day month. So, oh yeah, yeah, of course we did. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, here yeah. we are and. Um, yeah, the other thing though, a pity for Alice, you know, in a, in a way, mm. Michaela's outburst is a pity for a woman called Alice Costa, who's a journalist with uh, Murdoch at the Herald Sun, the Whopping Sin, because she has a column on Saturday 
And last Saturday, she did make a desperate last-minute plea to knock Michaela off for the Feminist Solidarity <laughs> Award. But unfortunately, I think she has failed. As you know, for years, 3CR on, and it happened tomorrow again, it happened this day last year when I didn't come in, but um, the co-presenter then presented the program, remember, Lynn Drummond, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. presented the program last year um, with interviewing women about various issues. But tomorrow, we'll just have an all-women on-air day. On it's Thursday? On, or to, is tomorrow. it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow? Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, I forgot tomorrow, what day yeah. it was. Tomorrow, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Glad worry you, about me. Major turn up. I'm lo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, weeks, major the weeks turn got up. away from me. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> anyway, we... Uh, um, anyway, she at the ABC, as of last year, has now started doing the same thing. Women presenters mm. all day. And even I noticed their classical music is going to have women composers all day presented by women. Oh, um, excuse me, that's getting a bit... Oh, that's getting close anyway, to the bone, well, isn't it? Anyway, oh. Well, well, let's <laughs> wait, wait till you hear what Alice has to say. <laughs> oh, no. She says the ABC man band will swoop back... She's, she loves, obviously, a literary writer. The ABC man band will swoop back on International Women's Day next week like the flight of the vengeful Valkyries. Oh, what that's quite good, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Yes, surreal. Should that be ma'am, auntie will controversially bench most of its high-profile male... TV and radio hosts for 24 hours to promote gender equality. Hold up. Sounds more like gender inequality. And on she goes. Oh. Oh. Tagging them for having women only day and how this is this is actually sexist according to her. But what a brilliant line. Yes, surreal. Should that be, ma'am? I just, I was in stitches when I read that. It's so clever, isn't it? So clever. Cool thing. Imagine having yeah. to I can imagine grind you out reading that, that at home and enjoying yes, it. Anyway, Alice but imagine having to grind out dribble like that every week. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You, you had to do that once upon a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we imagined Kevin lived it. <laughs> My standards were much higher, of course. Of course. <laughs> On a somewhat related basis, I don't know if people picked it up, but... Um, uh, this week also, the woman, Bridget McKenzie, who's the now the deputy leader, became deputy leader and is still, I think, deputy, is she? I think she is. Um, as, as of this week, yeah. Yeah, Bridget McKenzie, the National Party um, deputy. Yeah. But her brother is gay, and uh-huh. he's come out. He says the family has been torn apart over her stance on same-sex marriage, and her party is now full of hypocrisy and hate-mongering. Um, he said his sister had not spoken since he publicly questioned her position on marriage equality on ABC TV's Q&A. And he said he was frustrated with politicians and the way that they manoeuvre in public opinion and change their views to suit whatever flavour of the day is. And um, he said the Abbots, the Catters and our family were torn to pieces by the same-sex marriage debate, etc., and he goes on to say that he had two surgeries and was hours from death and everyone was at my bedside. This is last year. She dropped my father off outside and went to lunch and while the whole family was around, she never visited him once. Um, Ooh. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's... Uh, I see. Well, that's pretty uh, nasty stuff. Mm. That's, um, that's a family that's uh, yes, definitely in a bit of shreds. Yes, and uh, one I was going to raise last week, uh, but the guests came in and we sort of dropped all the rubbish up front a bit, and we went on to the guests, which was which was which was good for our listeners. Um, but so um, it means you have a backlog today. No, so. well, oh, right, okay. no, well, no, 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 there's yeah. only, only one. I was going to raise this because the, the previous weekend Saturday paper uh, had an editorial about Peter Dutton, which I won't read on air. Um, but I by anyone who can look it up, um, last Saturday week, it's the date of is, is March, February 24 to March 2, uh, the editorial 
on page, and if you're looking it up, it's on page 14, uh, well worth reading about Peter Dutton. It really sums him up beautifully. Oh. Mm. What was it in? It was in the Saturday paper. You can't, oh, okay. you can't just quote your prose? Uh, uh, no, because I, well, why I'm not quoting um, is I don't know what the legal situation might be at this stage. <laughs> but, uh, okay. uh, so we don't want worth to get into that. Read. But it's, but it's right. well worth reading. But you can't just do it in my opinion. <laughs> um, Look, no, well, John, no, please don't enough. encourage no, well, it might come to nothing. It might come to nothing, and I do hope the Saturday paper people did run it past their lawyers. But um, wow, but um, that it's, does it's, sound I'll fascinating. I'll show it to you both later. Okay, yeah. it's, it's very, all right then. <laughs> it's very, very good, uh, and we do urge people to to do it. There was a full page ad in the Financial Review on um, Thursday of last week mm-hmm. from an open letter from Philanthropy Electoral Exchanges and. All these groups, these very rich people and rich foundations, etc., that you know call themselves philanthropists and hand out money, had the ad saying this new act, which is supposed to stop electoral donations, etc., from the people who shouldn't give them, mm-hmm. uh, covers them as well, and it needs to be changed. And they're going on about how this will stop um, advances in a, in, a, in Australia. Um, Key parts of our civil society, including charities, philanthropies, and donors, will be defined as political actors, etc. Um, they and they they present social change, as they say. Um, mm-hmm. We must maintain the right and opportunity for the thoughtful exchange of ideas around new solutions to entrenched or emerging social, health, education, and environmental challenges, free from the lens of political partisanship. We call on the government to withdraw, etc. Um, these so these people can continue their vital role, which includes public advocacy on policy issues which shape our nation. Now, it seems to me the very rich um, who are saying they're philanthropists and they're changing the nation, I can't imagine the very rich ever wanting to change the nation too much. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, and indeed, I always regard charity as very much an integral part of capitalism itself. And, uh, mm. Oh, yes, Valeria. That that sort of relates to this um, flyer that was in the pigeonhole today, which is talking ah. about four single-issue advocacy groups. So, um, Dominic Kelly's doing a talk as part of the Melbourne Free University on the 15th of March, mm-hmm. and it's talking about HR Nichols Society, the Samuel Griffith Society, the Benelong Society, and the Lavoisier Group. Yeah, well, they all have the same issues, don't they? Well, they're all mm. sort of pulling things further to mm, the, the right, right. Uh, but in a... In a way, like fl- under the radar. Well, very, very yeah. keen on getting rid of any rights that workers have had. Of course, yeah. work- workers should go back to being masters, and it should go back to being masters and slaves. I think, in their view. Yes. Yeah, it says that the organisations are important actors in a long process mm. in which Australian conservatism took on a more radical reactionary character. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. yes. Of course, like radical, radical always, before neoliberalism, radical always meant to the left. Mm. But now mm. radical changes are radical changes to the right. You know, mm. work choices was a radical change, for mm. God's sake. Mm. Mm. And reform used to be um, to the left as well, but well, reform is the same yeah, now. Well, some, of the, some of the right-wingers believe that the left has won all the arguments. <laughs> Even yeah. even even today, which I think is completely wrong. Well, they still claim that you know because they don't believe it themselves, but they no. claim that the industrial or nations axes are too loaded toward unions yes. and workers. Yes. For God's yes. sake. Yes. Yeah. Well, why have we got ourselves in this situation where wages are completely static? 
pray tell. Well, indeed, it's not just static. They've gone down. In fact, I'm, I'm, right, moving, I'm moving on to that right now. Oh, good. Living costs rising faster than wages. I had a bit well, further down, but I'll there bring it up. Go. The growth in full-time wages has fallen below the cost of living, leaving the median working Australian with an effective pay cut in the past year. And they point out that, in fact, full-time male casual workers have taken a pay cut for the past four years. And they, and they <coughs> in, wonder why... In, the, in real terms. And they wonder why people, um, people aren't shopping at Myers. yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and leading up to that, um, this exposure this week again by the, the uh, Fair Work Ombudsman, yeah. uh, who's a woman, but um, the Fair Work Ombudsman, as they say, um, about Caltex. Now, they've been sprung... Um, their, their franchises have been sprung, exploiting workers to a great degree. And in fact, in Sydney, 100% of the Caltex franchises mm, mm. were ripping off workers. And it's ripping them off in all sorts of ways, including workers being forced to live out the back and be paid uh, cash at $20 an hour, etc. One mm. assumes a lot of these are, as they say, young people, etc. People that come here to study and things like that. Yes, and, and a week before she made the, she made the report public, she called in the, the Caltex heads uh, to a meeting at her office where she obviously told them you know, it was going to be a pretty ordinary report from their point of view. And in that week, they made an announcement that they were going to scrap their franchise thing and take them over themselves, et cetera, et cetera, and change their structure. But they now tell us that was all pre-planned and nothing to do with this. Uh, <laughs> yes, so there you are. But uh, And who wow. would think? That, and, as you point, and in fact, Adele Ferguson, who does, does the stuff on yep. exposed um, 7-Eleven, et cetera, and exposes a lot of this stuff, has got a lot of stuff about it, and talks of you know the um, numerous companies and franchises which are doing this. Uh, but uh, workers mm. being ripped off. And also um, they've set up now a, um, a formal register for former Hazelwood power workers um, who fear they've been exposed to asbestos. And it's been pointed out that um, asbestos was rife in the place. Um, yes, and, that's for sure. Uh, and Slater and Gordon are setting this up. I mean, they're, they're going to try and get money out of it, I guess. But um, they can protect their legal rights, etc. But if there's a, there's a, I'm sure they know it's a national asbestos register that's being set up to, uh, and these people can well, sign it's, up. Well, it's going to be a terrific, huge job to um, strip the asbestos out of a power station you know, when retired mm. like mm. Hazelwood. Huge job. It's that old problem we've talked about many times about cleaning up these sites. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Bloody awful. And meanwhile, though, Coles, you might remember the, even the bloody Fair Work Commission, which, you know, I always call Fair Work work Choices, you know, no longer Work Choices, just looks like it. Um, the Fair Work Commission threw out the Coles Agreement with the uh, shop union, oh, yeah, the, that's you know, right. the so-called yes, union, so. um, association as they call themselves. Uh, they've redrafted it and now it's, they say it's a bit better. But the other union that came in because the the running the right wing union is so bad, the the retail and fast food workers union, says people can still work overtime without being paid, and they um, in fact, um, Cohen and uh, Josh Cohen from that union says um, it might not pass the better off overall test again, given the new deal only offers a five cent an hour pay rise for workers on three hours shifts when the award rates. Um, 125 laundry allowances accounted for. A worker who's working a four-hour shift at night at night and has to work an extra half hour won't be paid overtime. It will just be treated as regular hours. Coles yesterday sent workers a document called Roster Choices asking them to nominate whether they were willing to work overtime without penalties and to give standing consent for overtime hours to be paid as normal hours. 
Jared DeWire, the National Secretary of the uh, very, very right-wing union, said the agreement delivered on all fronts by providing pay rises and improved penalty rates, etc., etc. But even so, there's still um, real problems mm, there, unfortunately. But unfortunately, there is also wage theft going on on a grand scale, and it's been it's been picked up by Grant King, who ex-head uh-huh. of a number of companies and now president of the Business Profits Council. And Grant has picked up... You know what the wage theft is? And there's the headline, Wage Theft on a Grand Scale. It's a think piece in the Financial Review um, arising out of the business summit. I, that but I, th- I think he probably means that people on wages are thieving from other people. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Because they can't no. afford to live on the uh, wages. If we, do, if we don't give... If we don't give the super rich, the filthy rich, right. a massive tax cut, right. then then those who are opposed to it oppose policies that create economic growth, jobs, and ultimately income growth is wages theft on a grand scale. So if you oppose right. the rich oh, getting it. tax cuts, see, yeah. you believe yeah. in wage theft on a well, grand bas- scale. Basically, he's, he's advocating trickle-down economics all over again. That's yes, that's right. Yeah. They're little drops of yellow liquid. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Yes. That fall upon us. Yes, well, trickle-down economics has been... Like those... has been debunked over yeah. and over and over. No, it hasn't. It hasn't, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been proven in America since the tax no, cuts. Walmart, no, Walmart no, gave their workers something even closer to a living wage. Oh, really? Yeah, was it, was it an actual wage increase or was it just a, bo- a one-off bonus? Oh, no, the little wage increase. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just little, to prove yeah, Mr. Mr. Right. Mr. Trump right. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then gave their shareholders a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can guarantee there was some other imposition put on the workers at the same time. Yes, and and Chris Bowen gave a speech earlier this week, the Labor shadow oh, treasurer, yeah. and he said Labor will continue its attack on the wealthy. Uh, and he said, "I'm sure he didn't call it that." <laughs> and he said, "No, but the Fin reviewed it. It's headline: <laughs> Labor vows to slip up assault on the wealthy." Um, wow. And um, the Fin review is holding on to its circulation. That's mode. right. <laughs> and fingertips. but he and in doing in his way of doing it, he says, is to badge Labor's approach as Hawke Keating refurbished. Now, these are the people who gave us neoliberal economics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the wealthy will be shaken in their boots. Uh, oh, well, I didn't like the way Mr. Keating spoke. I mean, he, and, and Bob Hawke's accent was pretty awful too. Yeah, when when he was talking, when he thought he needed to put an accent on, yeah. of course. Yeah, that's right. But um, anybody yeah, who pies their workers for Gakey's day after day is a bum. That was America's cup. A total bum. Yeah. But anyway, I think I think Chris won't be having the the rich. In fact, the rich would be welcoming it because they they keep saying Labor needs to go back to the Hawke Keating days. That's what the rich say. My head's spinning, Kev. Yeah. And also this week it was announced or was it's last more than week. The financial reviews giving giving no, this, you this is the Herald Sun this one oh. as well. Well, the Fin Review covered it better, but um, <laughs> the the fact the the five years ago when the government decided to clamp down on disability pensions, yeah. since then it's saved five billion dollars and it's been a. And it's been a boon to the it's been a boon to the public purse, according to the Fin. Well, they can invest that in subsidising yeah, right. uh, arms um, arms development in Australia. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. making well, I, weapons. On the week that was, I interviewed one of the people who'd been put off it because they've got you've now got to go to a government doctor. Your own doctor can't, and the government. And this bloke, I found a bloke in a gutter on Elizabeth Street on the week that was, and um, he. Um, 
he said he felt good because he said, well, you know, it does, when it rains, I can crawl under the veranda, although you know, having one leg and half an arm and not being able to see too well doesn't help. But, but he's, he doesn't qualify, and he said he feels really patriotic because he's, he's doing mm. things for the public purse. He's helping out. So. Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah, Well, of course, yeah, these yeah. people get... You know, people get sicker and they end up in the health system and it costs the government more. A That's lot more, all yeah. sorts of yeah. things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really is shameful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and just on, to, to make us really no, cheer no, up on, a, on security matters, okay. uh, there's no, this, I don't know, I think I'm, I'm not sure, I've learned how to pronounce this properly, but Huawei or Huawei, oh, the, yeah, um, yeah. The, Ameri- the Chinese company that yeah. wants to get involved in our technological stuff. And uh, the Yanks are opposing it, of course. And a U.S. congressman who serves on the influential House Intelligence Committee, that's one of the great misnomers, isn't it, intelligence? But anyway, has warned that if the Turnbull government allows China's Huawei to help uh, build wireless networks in Australia, the Canberra-Washington Security Partnership could be damaged. So they're making all sorts of threats Mm. uh, to Australia um, to come out. And they're they're acting as if China is simply an enemy. There's Mm. no no doubt about it, Mm. everything they say and do. Mm. but, but but really, I mean, if everybody's worried about China doing all these things, don't forget, folks, that America's already doing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. that's what America says. It no, um, yeah, America says it won't talk to North Korea until it denuclearizes mm. or whatever the word would be. Um, and um, I thought, well, maybe North Korea yeah. can say the same thing yeah, back. America. But even in the even in the area of um, you know um, technology, you know. What, what do you call it, communication technology, um, mm. America has the ability to mm. pretty much shovel up every bit of um, you know, in, in communication going yeah. on around the world every mm. day yeah. and process it via supercomputers. I mean, you know. Because all the big companies are American companies mm. and then the laws in America allow mm. them to yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And they get all happily collaborate with the government. And all these, all these, all these intelligence issues. Well, the gov—they run the government. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a bit of America around here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's it. And but on, uh, in relation to that, of course, to help out, it's also been announced. Our Air Chief Marshal Mark Binskin, the head of whatever, has announced that we're going to keep our troops in Iraq and they're going to keep um, going to hang over there. Well, we went there in, tw- tw- in what thirteen? Um, we went there fifteen it's our longest, years ago to bring war? them. Fifteen. Well, I think Afghanistan's a bit longer, but right. fifteen mm-hmm. years ago to um, to bring them. Um, liberty, freedom and democracy and um, yeah. my God it's worked it's, well, it's it? well, mm. well we, we won the war three months later remember um, George yeah. W stood on the ship and said mm-hmm. mission accomplished um, mm. reading his comic upside down at the time uh, but uh, anyway that's that and just on that um, the, the Yanks are also sending 210 anti-tank missiles to Ukraine when I say send anything out to flog them to them, get lots of money out of it but, of course, this means they'll be putting all these tanks on the border of Russia. Mm. And if Russia says that's a terrible thing, then Russia will be the aggressor and how terrible it is. Yep. Mm. So it's going well out there, Yes, isn't it? it's been really clever the way NATO has um, taken away any buffer, buffer zone that Russia had between it and um, Central Europe. Mm. Really moving right up to the border. Really yes, clever. that's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then, then Russia does anything, they're the aggressor, oh, of yes, course. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, there's probably not a country in the world with you, not too many where the Yank hasn't got troops no, somewhere. No, they've, they've got. It's over a hundred, hundred um, foreign bases. Yeah, yeah, we're getting more here after our oh, visit yeah. last week. That's yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Just to be to wind up, um, 
we were pleased to hear, despite that um, that yo-yo effect we talked about earlier, Bill Shorten says he won't rip up any Adani agreements. Oh, because yeah, That's good, isn't it? Oh, so, um, so he's pro Adani now? No, well, he's not. No, but, oh, he, he, but, he, but he wouldn't rip up an agreement. Sovereign, oh, okay. right, sovereign yeah, risk. Yeah, sovereign uh, risk. Unlike the East West Link, where, <laughs> um, which is on the, we'll come to that because it's on the agenda again, John, as you probably oh, know. Yes. Um, and Adani, they were fined, of course, for breaches. And I, I find that interesting because it was a breach of environmental stuff um, during the flood last year, mm. and they were allowed to put more water out of their tanks, etc., um, into, the in, into the swamps. Mm. And it seems to me that that's, it's an environmental disaster. I mean, I can't see why, because there's flooding and they've got to work out what to do with it. Uh, the the swamps and the public should should cop the pollution in order to help the company over a crisis which is of, of its own making. Well, the same thing happens with the Ranger um, uranium yeah. up in Northern Territory. Yeah. You know, when yeah. the, you know, oh, yeah. the oh the river's flooded. Oh, oh no. we never thought of that. Oh, that's going to mean that all this, um, you know, all these tailings, radioactive tailings, going to be washed goes down the river. downstream. Oh, to the, to the, goes downstream to the next community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this. It's this sort of um, wide-eyed wonder that these people um, confront the natural world. Yeah, that's right. Having having stirred it up, of course. Meg's come back for a second. It must be that she... uh, The thing with the tea bag works. (laughs) (laughs) Just tolerating it. (laughs) A black tea tea bag with green tea on on top. Yeah. Well, there you are. (laughs) There's no rubbish bin in here. Just just to finish this off... um, Clive Palmer says that even if Adani doesn't go ahead, he's, he's going to go ahead himself with a coal mine in the Galilee Basin. Is he? Yeah, good old Clive. <laughs> but, After uh, he's built the Titanic? Yes, that's right. <laughs> but and he, won a, he, won a, he won a case against a Chinese company. He uh, did, that, that's, that's thing, right, And he got, he got, got millions and millions of dollars, so he's, he's got a bit of money again at yeah, the moment. Yeah. But he's also picked up 50 grand in defamation settlement from the mayor of um, Townsville, oh. who claimed that he made he financially benefited from the collapse of that nickel company where all the workers missed oh. out badly. And so he sued her, and they've settled it for 15. But the other one, the interesting bit is... Every little bit helps, Clive. Yeah, yeah every, oh, it is. Um, I, now, other people I mentioned this to um, were aware of it, but it shows mm-hmm. that I'm just not aware, I guess. But the Townsville Council is also putting something like $17 million mm-hmm. into building an airport mm-hmm. at the Adani mine mm-hmm. site wow. to fly people in and out. And the Rockhampton Council. And the Rockhampton Council throwing in 13. In yeah, yeah. So it adds up to $30 million of ratepayers' money to build an airport for um, fly in, fly out for Adani. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, there's something, there's always things happening, you know, protesting Adani and fundraising, but obviously there are, like, you guys know there's people up there on the front line blockading it. So I, I'm pretty sure that there's a fundraiser coming up unless it's happened. And if we take a break for a second, I can find the details. All right, let's do that. All right. That was, a good, that. that was a good way to yeah. take a break, wasn't <laughs> that's it? A good, that's a good segue. <laughs> that was a shut up, Kevin. All right. break. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, and uh, we're back on City Limits. John McPherson's in. It is Transport Day, so we'll move on to Transport, John. Yeah, um, whatever. Yeah, five minutes over, you weren't shaking too bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the Herald Sun this week's been running a series of articles based on a on a Pius Waterhouse Cooper report, in fact, oh, about what should happen to Melbourne. Now you get one yeah. of the big four companies telling us, so you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there were two aspects. One is that, and we're something we're all aware of, that inner urban people have many more facilities and better transport uh-huh. and, and, and etc. than people out in outer areas. And so there's a real they claim there's sort of two Melbournes, there's inner urban and there's outer. Um, and the other one is 
they're talking about the need to have um, have a number of spots. Not Mel- you know, we shouldn't just have it centred on Melbourne. Mm. It needs to, needs to be multi-centred yeah, yeah. Uh, with all sorts of places around Werribee to become some sort of park and, and all sorts of things around there, some of the uni sites around uh, Deakin, etc. So there, there are a number of places they say should become should become hubs yeah, yeah. where you put in all the facilities people need and mm, therefore you, mm. d- you cut back on transport and you cut back on all sorts of things and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, jolly you're, good. you're aware of all this. I mean, I'm, it's jolly it, yeah. good, but, you know, d- does anything ever happen in any consistent way with any of this stuff? My, my, my theme at the moment is that we don't seem to be able to do anything <laughs> mm. <laughs> except for the very, the very crass, it. like build huge roads. <laughs> yeah, well, people are kind of, I mean, on a community level, people often feel disenfranchised mm. and they, they don't feel like they have agency or authority over their own environments, which is mm. um, when we interviewed um, the permaculture writer, uh-huh. uh, David Holmgren, yes. um, yeah. he, his, his thing was taking the suburbs and basically the people who live in the suburbs reclaiming them mm. and building local economies of a basically, um, you know, opposite and, and different to the mainstream kind of economies. So smaller scale, local, like growing food, making produce, trading, mm. like sharing resources, minding other people's children, like instead of having the suburbs as these spaces where people sleep, mm. eat, and then just yeah. exactly mm. like head mm. back into the city. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. David's book recently came out. Just, yeah. just as, a, as an aside on that, yeah. um, there was in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago, a week before last, I think they had a um, what was called an urban agriculture conference, um, yeah. and um, and we hope in the next two or three weeks to get some of the people who spoke there. And in Brilliant. fact, a report on there was an American woman spoke who we won't be able to talk to, but we'll get yeah. some reports on what she said. So we'll we'll cover that in on some way in the next Great. two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so really it's, interesting. That's an aside. But, um, you were yeah. you were. Well, also, one of the things they're talking about in Werribee, now I found this really interesting. Mm. Leading text giants are pushing for a piece of a 30 billion super city plan that will create up to 100,000 jobs for Melbourne's booming west. The so-called Australian Education City, which has been built as a Silicon Valley-style venture, would see a consortium buy and develop, and this is the bit I like, or don't like, I guess, would see a consortium buy and develop 400 hectares of state-owned land in East Werribee and transform it into a $70,000 resident high-rise centre. Um, now, here we have state-owned land again, mm-hmm. with the private sector moving in wanting to take over. And um, Director of City Economy, which is a company involved in innovation and livability for Wyndham City, I know she's with the city, Kate Roffey. Now, Kate Roffey... Uh, was a former, I'm pretty sure she was former head of the People's Committee for Melbourne, which is why, how this, 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 <laughs> this, this station, this program started out, oh, taking the them on with the, the corporate cowboys <laughs> taking over planning, said global leaders like Cisco and IBM were keen to be involved in the AEC project if it went ahead. Um, and, um, you know, and the idea of and, and bloke called um, Rodney Maddock from um, VU, Victoria University, um, says it's a wonderful idea. An extra 100,000 people crossing the Westgate Bridge in just over a decade would cause major problems in a polycentric city and a handful of major new hubs like the AEC was essential, etc., etc. But it's, 
It's this mm. sort of it's the private sector moving in on public land bit that I find yeah, yeah. interesting. But again, is that viable, John? It's viable, but is it going to well, happen? Well, is, it, is yeah. it? Well, is yeah. Well, you know what's what's viable in this day and age? I mean, I guess they'll they'll expect huge tax um, breaks and all sorts of things to do it. Mm. Um, <laughs> you, you can you, you can guarantee they'll want to do it on a really nil cost to them basis. You know. Yeah. One, one way or another, we'll all, we'll all pay for it. That's right. Give them the land mm, um, yeah. so they can develop it and yeah, you know, we'll yeah, go, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. forgive my cynicism. Oh. But you see, we're, <laughs> we, we seem to be... We're trying to, John, but we're, we're, a, we're a bit taken aback. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we seem to be building... We seem to be, you know, offering people, you know, the no alternative. You can either have terrible traffic jams or... Where everybody can live in high rise or, or something or other, and you then know, just get shuffled yeah. in to work at IBM. You can have a slide straight to your desk. a brave new world, isn't it? You can have a slide straight to your desk, or if you're below it, you get something to get you up there. In fact, I mean, the suspicion is that people would like to go on living just the way they are. Thank you very much, but 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 mm. we're told, you know, rigorously and often that that's just not possible. You know? No, no, no. Well, no. it's also another art to get smart to build it. So it's happening every day at the moment. Uh, these sort of articles coming out of the Herald Sun. Mm, mm. Um, and there's another one, Wyndham. The city of Wyndham in Melbourne's west is growing 86 babies born every week. Uh, its population's now passed Geelong, and the, the mayor is calling for a new region, the Wyndham, Avalon and Geelong City rural region, to drive investment, etc., etc. So they're all out there trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, what, it, what it also, I mean, and Mark's um, gone away in despair on all this, of course, <laughs> but, you know, if Mark was here, he'd point out, what they're talking about is planning for massive growth of population rather yeah, than yeah, how to control yeah, all that. Yeah. And all these all these stories you know, are estimating this massive population. Um, in fact, uh, the Herald Sun editorial, which pushes all this, um, says, given high migration and fertility rates, the Bureau of Stats forecasts metropolitan Melbourne's populace will bloom from 4.7 million to 9.2 million by 2056, doubling up. But of course, you know, no suggestion that maybe you should try and control that in some way. No, no, no. Um. <laughs> which, but all of all of which needs transport. Is that going to happen? Well, well, exactly. Back to your usual that, answer, John. Is that going to happen? Well, <laughs> we we're still really, at least in public transport, um, build, building off our nineteenth-century infrastructure. Really, um, we're just extending little bits of that and uh, amplifying that. Um, but we don't seem to have any overall big, big overall plan that would cope with the doubling in population. Mm. Uh, it'll mm. just they'll just wheel out a new project every decade or so and, and say, "Oh, this will fix it. This will fix it." Yeah. But of course, it, it, it's not going to fix it. And every new government comes up with a new plan. They they mm. smash, they get rid of the smash previous the one, one and and put up a new one. And I, think, right. I think this government's had three. Mm. Well, once upon a time we had the Melbourne Board of Works, and they came up they came up with the plans, and and okay, governments played with them, but I don't think they completely tipped them out the window mm. until finally they did tip the Board of Works mm. out the window. Um, but it 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 meant that there was a little bit of um, of um, you know independent thought from experts going into these things, uh, which isn't happening now. And did that consolidate the different, like, you know, the different providers of, of yeah. transport services as well? Yeah. So there'd be like yeah. one they, they, agency. They pulled it. They seemed to. They pulled everything together. You know, sewerage, water supply. Yeah, right. Uh, transport. Mm. Um, even even yeah. the main, you know, the main roads, road system, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, In fact, the original um, the original hearing 
for what is now the uh, Eastern Freeway, was conducted by the Border Works way back in the sixties mm. somewhere, mm. wasn't it? Mm. Bit, yeah, seventies yeah, probably. Seventies, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was supposed to be a, that was going to be a railway originally. We pleased to know by the way, it's now yeah. a freeway, but that's uh, that's just by the by. Yeah. Moving on to freeways, um, even Jennifer Hewitt, very right wing columnist in the Fin Review, asks: Is Transurban doing a little too nicely with their record profits they've recently announced? and the levels and talks about how they can just keep you know, mm. rat- ratcheting up the um, the tolls, etc. that, you know, they're, they're making so much money now that maybe should we be looking at the fact... That, and, of course, we can't. They've got a contract. Well, that, well those sort of companies that are really running what are, what are sort of um, services, you know, roads are really a service like, like, um, like power and water and those sort of things, they shouldn't be making huge, huge profits. They should be... Mm. They should be, um, you know, managed so that they make an adequate return. But that's all. So that's yeah. that's what those sort of companies. Well, we might say they shouldn't own it in the first place. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But you know, at least the American the American view is that those sort of companies, at least used to be, those sort of companies that were were, were regulated quite toughly, and mm. they, and they they weren't allowed to make huge profits. The roads sort of... Well, yeah, well, you know, toll road companies are a fairly oh, yeah. new thing. Oh, yeah. uh, but I'm thinking of the power power companies and water water provo- companies yeah. and things like that. So that, that, that they're seen as... Um, as um, you know, essential service. Essential, thank you. Essential services. Exactly the phrase I was looking yes, for. I can see you're looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> essential services, and that's the way. If you like, road should be seen too. Mm. But but we've seen to have let it, let let Transurban off the leash. You know, mm. go boy. You know, go and go and make the make make stunning profits. Mm. And indeed, um, we keep well. Not only that, we keep extending their right to. I mean, yeah, yeah. With this. Current well, we've had the same sort of issue arise with the electricity uh, network. Australia-wide, the way that's been privatised, and that's led to all the all the entities, you know, trying to make huge profits out mm. of that. Except and, people and aren't allowed to actually. I don't know about in, in different. I think it's different in different states. But if you have a solar panel on your roof, you're mm. not allowed to sell your energy back to the grid. You have to give it, and you're not allowed to. Like, oh, you're no, not supposed there to store is, it. There, no, there is a. There is a. There is a, a you can sell a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, they, I think it's different yeah. from state to state. I'm not yeah. sure what it is but now. But they've cut back on what they pay you now. They've, oh, well, it's gone yeah. up a bit again. Has it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Which, sure. in, in Victoria, yeah, it's yeah. eleven cents a kilowatt kilowatt hour. But uh, how much do you pay? How much do yeah. you pay to buy that? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Something um, somewhere somewhere north of twenty five cents a kilowatt hour. Yeah, yeah, and even if you have really low electricity yeah. usage, you still pay like a oh, daily yeah. fee. Well, you mm. see, this is this is really what I'm talking about. Yeah, the whole thing the whole thing has become this um, this um, boondoggle, really, where all these companies can just can just play games, and, and this, they do. This is and, not and, and and regulation. This kind of regulation. Is so pathetic that, yeah. the, 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 that they've they've gone out of control for a decade. Because what are the principles? If you're really playing capitalism mm. by sure. its authentic, by what it is, mm-hmm. then anyone can make money doing anything. But That's they have right. all these rules about only people who are already mm-hmm. making all the money mm-hmm. can make any more money. You're not allowed to. If mm-hmm. you get your own electricity, mm-hmm. you can't sell it. There's a lot of cynicism yeah. on this program this morning, <laughs> isn't there? It's pretty awful. Um, Do you reckon we should talk about some transport issues at a quarter to ten? Yeah, we, we, we are. We're going to want to Urban. Um, All right. And, um, you mentioned the tunnel earlier. In the, yes, the, yeah. we'll come to the tunnel because um, um, Rod Sims from the you know the competition regulator 
he he says privatisation and private sector investment in infrastructure is he supports it because of greater efficiency. But then he goes on to say he suspects there is a case for governments to contribute more to the costs of toll roads in order to encourage the best use of the road network. Um, So how can you have the private sector being more efficient, but then the government should play a role to make it... um, I wouldn't mind if the government gave me a subsidy to use the toll roads, Uh, if they just put like $20 in my account Uh, every week. Oh, yeah, it's all all good, clean fun. Um, (laughs) Until someone gets hurt. (laughs) That's right. And then they they beg beg for the Band-Aid again from government. Mm. Uh, if, if trans, I guess uh, if Transurban was doing very badly over the toll roads, I guess they'd be begging for a um, for, a, for everything to be fixed. But they're certainly not going to complain with the deals they've got at the moment. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely uh. not. <laughs> um, and, and the and environment report into the mm-hmm. North East Link, which is the one that goes um, yeah, from, from the Greensboro Eastern across. Freeway over to the yep. the bypass, and yep. it goes through Heidi, etc. There's a That's tunnel right, in that yeah, part of the world yeah, yeah. to Heidelberg, right. and um, but it it I don't you probably saw the article, John, but um, construction for the would cause stress and degradation to parts of the Yarra River and its tributaries, and at least two creeks are in danger of becoming concrete drains in sections because of the roadworks. And I'll just read a couple of the more relevant parts. One hydrology report found that the tunnel under the Yarra and the Banyul wetlands had the potential to disturb groundwater substantially. This could reduce the water available for smaller tributaries into the Yarra and to billabongs connected directly with groundwater. And an assessment of the existing waterway conditions of the Plenty River and the Merry and Kunun Creeks found that they were in a very poor state, while the Yarra River and Banyul Creek had moderate conditions. One report said the Banyul Creek functioning functioned in some parts as an urban drain and that during the project it would be converted um, permanently from Open Creek to a culvert, a concrete drain in Yalambi, Kunung Creek would also be covered with new structures or converted from Open Creek to culverts, the same report said, and it goes on. The Merry Creek and Abbotswood would be affected by a new bridge structure, etc. Um, so, you know, it, it's... And yet the government wants to go ahead with it. And this is all in a report that it, mm, it's mm. given to the, the federal department but has to make some decisions about it. Mm, mm. Well, I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I wonder whether it shouldn't be built as a bridge across the area there rather than as a tunnel if they're going to build it. Um, I mean, you know, you can build a nice, elegant bridge across the wetlands if you like, mm. and then we will get exposed to the noise, which is probably what we deserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, maybe. But I think a bridge would be a lot cheaper. This 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 tunnel sounds amazingly, amazingly expensive. It's not very long, and what are they talking about? Six or seven billion dollars for it? Yeah, it's an, it's, a, it's sixteen and um sixteen and a half billion. Yeah. Hmm. Um, expected costs. The well, expected cost of sixteen and a half. So you can add to that, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but this is a different one to the one that was yeah, recently this approved. This is the north one, yeah. This this is this is one they're currently, but they they're determined to go ahead with it. But this mm. is, yeah. It, but it's still awaiting federal. Well, it's, it's going through environmental processes. Uh, this is where all this comes mm, no, from. No, yeah. no, nothing's ever been which they well ignore in the end. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing has ever been knocked back. I don't think on environmental grounds. No, no road no. building. No. Well, the no. poor on Coonan Creek. I mean, it's already got an eastern freeway through it. Mm. Um, mm. Trees were cut down. It was redirected. It was concreted, mm. and that's and after doing all that, Vic Road said that enhanced the quality of the Creek Valley. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it, Melbourne's such a uh, it's a pretty special place in terms of cities around the world with the population of 
four million or so and all of these rivers and creeks and, and forested areas. It's a real asset as a city. You look at something like um, New mm. York and Central Park, it's, a, it's just f- fundamental to the nature of the mm. city and, mm. and the mm. place that it is and it's part of the mm. reason people go to New York. Mm. Not the only, but part of the reason people go there and go, wow, what an incredible place. So it's very short-sighted to sort of see mm. the, the natural resources of a city the size of Melbourne as you know something that you can just sort of concrete over for some more well, cars. We, well, we thought, we thought we'd stop... The road authorities, you know, concreting creeks mm. thirty years ago. We, mm. thought, we thought we'd won that battle, but now they're back for more. What in what what was that in relation? Well, it to? was the same. The same okay. creeks and things are all under under yep. pressure. Yeah, and, and some mm. of them got got returned to more natural states. Oh. Um, but now that now now they're saying, oh well, this can't go on. We've got to turn back into drains. Huh. Yes. Um, and uh, again, I think it was the Board of Works who was very good at protecting the creeks and. Um, the creeks and, mm. and yeah, things. okay, yeah. right, yeah. Oh. and they ran the reservoirs for Melbourne and mm. protected the water mm. supply mm. and everything mm. else at that mm. time, of course. But you see, one of the problems with with these, particularly out in the northeast, is some of those small um, um, creeks and things, they're still actually being used for draining sewage from septic tanks and things like that. Hmm. They're still wow, mm, mm. that's crazy. There's still quite a there's still quite a lot of that goes on very quietly. Um, yeah, right. Uh, the authorities don't want to really admit it, but it does go on quite a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. And we pleased to know, John, that um, having got money from selling Snowy Hydro, Victoria's yeah. share to the federal government, yeah. the Herald Sun has told us what to do with the money. Well, what that that'd, that'd be the same as what the Liberals want to do. East West Link, <laughs> build the East West Link, John. All for two billion. You'll be on that, won't you? No. <laughs> you live about two blocks from it. I You'd do. Love it. Yeah. Oh no! This morning, um, the new minister Tudge was on um, was on with Fane, and uh, he's the minister. Of, he's an outer outer eastern um, liberal member, oh. and of course they got got when hammer and tongs on. Sydney's got getting most of the money from the feds for for their roads. Why aren't we getting any? And according to, according to Tudge, well, that's because Sydney had the projects all lined up and we didn't. Mm, that's right, this uh, dreadful Labor government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as Fane pointed out, <laughs> this uh, we have a federal government where the four senior positions are all all you know Sydney siders. You know the the Prime Minister, mm. the Treasurer, um, oh, a couple of other senior people. They're all mm. they're all from Sydney. So mm. surprise, surprise, that's where the money goes. If we're not careful, Sydney will get the Apple Store instead of us. That's yeah. right. Yeah. If you don't let them build <laughs> it in right. Fed Square. <laughs> then again, if they're building more freeways in Sydney, let them. I don't well, know. that's, that's right. Well, that's, that's the other the other thing. The trouble is, you know, I'd, I'd like to see them building building rail in Melbourne, but of course, rail yeah. seems, to, seems to come along fairly fairly second. I got the impression Sydney. The times I've visited Sydney, it seems like they have a pretty good public transport system for considering. The size of the city and the unique kind of setup of it, where it's located. Like they've got ferries, trains, buses. Ferries. They've worked. Yeah. They've yeah. worked pretty hard on their train system over the last yeah. 20, 20 or twenty-five years. Yeah. And uh, it 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 looks and feels more um, um, that it, you know everything's done at a higher standard than we do. Here, yeah. at, here, here, everything always feels like a bit, a bit 
we'll just get by. Thanks very much. We don't really care about the about the dirt in the corners or the um, mm. the things that have um, broken down or something or other. Mm. Or the, well, yeah. the federal government's offered them twenty billion um, for rail links to the new airport yes, that's going to yes, be built, which yes. is interesting. Yes, interesting. Um, yes, they, they're getting that organised, and we've. Um, We've had Tullamarine Airport open for 40 years and it still hasn't got a, and in, a hasn't train got a, there. A train, yeah. Yeah. And indeed, um, the um, Link Horton, who's the chief of property with the airport, people who own the airport, the airport company, mm. he says um, Melbourne airport travellers are frustrated that there is no train and um, he says they really need the train. So you've got, you know, they're, they're the ones pushing it now, ironically, because well, they well, realise... Well, they've, they've changed mm. their tune in the last 18 yeah. months, of course. But 18, they, 18 months ago they were saying, oh, well, maybe one day we'll need a train. Yeah. One of his reasons, though, is he wants to build this this, indu- this um, technology techno- technological complex around the airport and without oh. a train, people, workers can't oh, get there. Okay. Okay. So he wants workers to be able to get to this thing, right. um, which I find interesting because they're also talking about a health um, facility out there, some sort of health facility. And I thought this is this is right on the edge of the Tullamarine toxic waste dump <laughs> that we'll be talking about with Helen Vandenberg in this program next yes. week. Right. Um, oh. So um, there's a bit of an irony there. But nonetheless... Um, they, for some time they've been arguing they need it right. because they, even they realise the roads just can't cope. Yep. Can I just mention that the um, confrontation over the um, Westgate tunnel thing is now getting, getting more willing and the Maribyrnong Truck Action Group have now come out uh, in lining up with the, um, with the government on the um, building of the Westgate Tunnel. They want the whole thing built. Mm. And, of course, they they, they used to be pretty much in alliance with the Greens, but, of course, that's now changed because the Greens are lining up with the Liberals saying they don't don't accept that the the Mm. Westgate Tunnel thing is is good policy. Yes. So, so the local group who 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 were quite happy about the um, the, mod, the modest size um, tunnel plan the government went to the last election with um, have now changed from supporting that modest truck tunnel to the to this whole overall the transurban tunnel, proposal transurban proposal, yeah. uh, and um, so they so they no longer um, lining up with the Greens. So mm. that's um, I don't know. It's all all seems um, um, a bit um, you know a bit sad mm. uh, because they're really they're really then now supporting um, massive um, commuter flows of cars from the west. They mightn't be going down their streets, but they'll certainly be in the in the general area yeah. on top of all the trucks. Mm. And um, you know the um, the rail component of getting the getting the um, freight to the to the port is still. Um, hardly being addressed, really. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's um, it's way under ten percent of the freight gets to the ports by rail here in Melbourne. Mm. In Sydney, I think it's up around twenty percent and rising. Mm. Mm. They're actually they're actually getting on and doing things. Well, they're we're building we're, new facilities. Yeah, we yeah. we seem to be truck truck capital of the, of the known universe here, <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> and um, uh, so you know, any time any minister ever sees a truck, they get a they get a frisson. <laughs> and, and like, and like, um, yeah. and like say, just, just saying, well, population is going to grow double in the next few years. Yeah. The, the truck industry is all, always says uh, freight 
on road will double in the next 10 years. Mm. It's always going to double mm. and probably mm. does in the mm. next 10 years, but no one thinks about maybe we should stop that happening. No, no, mm. no, no. And we, we also know that the the trucks used for short-distance trips around the city tend to be the most polluting, the oldest, the most likely to break down, mm. uh, all, those, all, all those terrific things. So we, we or get stuck under a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> well, they do that. <laughs> or take down a tram line, yeah, like right. happened yeah. the yeah, other day to, yeah. to me. I got caught up in that. Oh. Before we have to finish, yes, can I... you found. Yeah, I found the information about um, oh, supporting good. Stop Adani. It's tomorrow night, um, 6.30 at St Philip's Anglican Church in Abbotsford. It's 146 Hoddle Street, Abbotsford. And it's um, talking about people who are up on the front line blockading Adani um, and how people can get involved. So 6.30 St Philip's right. Anglican 146 Church. 146 Hoddle Street, Abbotsford. Yeah. 6.30 tomorrow. Yeah. Find out more right. about what's happening up there. And well, next... next mm, Month we might get to talk to Rachel. Oh, it's will be good. Linsky yes. from uh, from um, from the uh, from Friends of the Earth PTUA campaign. Yeah. Mm. public transport. See yeah. what's she happening wasn't available on that. This Yeah, we month, couldn't right. get her on this month, but she's no. available next month, hopefully. hopefully. John, just to finish up with, um, not an extension of a line, but they are they've now passed the new design for Frankston Station. Is this a well? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a bit of spending, it's certainly it? it's certainly hmm. better than the um, you know crappy little. Thing that's been there for the last, you know, mm. most of the twentieth century, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. and it it will it certainly improve the ambience around around that central part of Frankston, um, and you know, could certainly do with it. Oh, and the um, part of the Skyrail project is now open, and yes. Noble Park Station has um, now gone up in up in the air, and uh, mm. yes, and, and um, level crossings have closed. Presumably, people, once it's up there, I think people will stop complaining, won't they? Yeah, it'll, it's it's interesting. I, I, I think um, it, m- m- the interesting thing might be that the noise from the heavy freight trains they might that might mm. get get uh, a bit worse. Yeah, they're putting mm. freight trains on the elevated on an elevated oh, yeah, line. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, it's right. the line. It's the only line. It's to, the line. Right. It's the line to Gippsland. Yeah, yeah. What mm. sort of what sort of noise barriers do we know have gone up here? There are lo- there are no low noise barriers on the, that's supposed to deal with the noise around the wheels of the trains, but mm. nothing higher up. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just speculating, but that that was my impression that the uh, mm. the freight train noise might be louder. Mm. Yeah. All right. But in some ways. The, an improvement, you know, with it getting getting more open space under, underneath oh, and yeah. um, and safer for people mm, approaching yeah. the station. Pedestrians sort of, it becomes and somewhat easier. And yeah. Like that. Mm. yeah. So. And and going up is safer. I think. I mean, I was talking about the weekend with right. a couple of people, and you know, it, underground tunnels and and underground the stations that are underground mm. where they go under, mm. uh, people feel less safe. I think, mm. particularly at night, mm. Mm. Um, on those sort of platforms. Mm. I think mm. you're right. Yeah. 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 All right, we had a okay. time. Yeah, Here we are. Joe's going to burst in in a minute. Yeah. Okay, John. Um, thank Meg for doing a great job. <laughs> next Kevin, week. you do a magnificent job. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> next week. Uh, I think said thank me, not him. <laughs> <laughs> and next week we got. Oh, we've definitely got Helen Vandenberg coming on to talk about right. some of those issues out there, particularly to do with waterways out in that part of the world. Out in uh, the in west, the, the sort of northwest. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And Lovely. um, and um, I don't know. We've got. I don't know what else we got next week, but it's 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 um it's our energy type week. So, <laughs> okay, thanks, John. Okay. Mm.